Hey, this is Ed Luther, pastor of City Church in Australia. I hope that today's podcast really inspires you. Thank you so much for listening. In Galatians chapter 5, it says this, it says, the fruit of the Spirit, and I want to make a, a particular note that this is fruit of the Spirit of God, not our own works, our own efforts. doesn't say the fruit of the flesh, because there is no fruit of the flesh like that, the works of the flesh. Uh, Paul talks about before that. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Everybody say love. love. And joy. joy. And we, we looked at joy uh, not last week, the week before that. And, and I really encourage you to go to our YouTube channel or go back and catch the podcast. You can find all of that uh, online, and go back and learn about joy and the fruit of joy and how you can get joy. In fact, that message was called Joy on Demand. Not happiness on demand, but joy on demand. Big difference between those two. And so we flow through love and joy into this morning peace. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. Number three, we're going to Look at six more after this. Isn't that exciting? So quite a journey that we're on here. Uh, I'm excited this morning because peace is something that is so elusive that those that find that really you, you found something if you found peace. Think for a moment about the things that right now that you're plagued with in your thought life uh, with probably the preface two words, what if? What if those interest rates keep going up? (laughs) What if you go to the doctor and that pain that you have, what if it's cancer? What if? And you could fill in the blank. And usually the what ifs aren't really good. Let's face it. Most of our what ifs that we think about aren't like, hey, what if? (laughs) Uh, I get that raise. Well, what if uh, uh, whatever it is that's plaguing me gets healed? What, what if I find that perfect person in my life? What, what if? Wouldn't it be great if our what ifs were on the, the positive, exciting side of the ledger and not the what if something bad's going to happen? But most of our what ifs are, are really, most people's what ifs are on the negative side. And, and so people walk around. And, and, and they're worried about so many things, worried and troubled. And I like one definition of, of the word worry. Worry is the interest that you pay on trouble that you don't even get. How many, you know, think about what you were worried about last year at this time. I can't. Whatever it was would have been big, but I can't even remember it. But it was an all-consuming thing last year at this time. Think about what you were worried about five years ago. And then ask yourself, did it happen? Did it play out the way that uh, the negativity in my mind tried to get me to play it out in my imagination? Did it play out that way? Probably not. Probably never even happened. It probably just blew past. It wasn't such a big deal. Now, I want to give you a definition of peace out of the dictionary, and we're going to look at God's kind of peace. But peace which is what all of us want in our mind, our relationships. Peace is this out of the dictionary. It says, freedom from disturbance 
or tranquility. Freedom from disturbance. If, if I can just get rid of trouble, <laughs> I'm going to have peace. Newsflash. It ain't going to happen. You ain't going to get rid of trouble in life. Trouble just comes with being alive. Second definition of peace, a state or period in which there is no war or a war has ended. Now, I find that ironic that the definition of peace or what peace is striving for, which is no war, no conflict, actually requires conflict to establish. The very thing that we're trying to establish, no war, world peace, wouldn't that be great? No wars in the world, and yet we're fighting. <laughs> we're fighting wars to get something called peace. I find that ironic. Peace has to be fought for to establish it. But Jesus said this, he says, don't think I've come to give you that kind of peace. I haven't come to just eliminate warfare or, or trouble. This is something different. In fact, Romans chapter 16, listen to this. Paul says, and the God of peace, oh, I love it, the God of peace, will crush Satan, <laughs> crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. See, if the door to your promise isn't open, and a lot of people live under uh, an open door, closed door decision-making mechanism in their thinking. Well, if the door's open, it must be God. And I think I'll walk through it. So you're thinking about buying that house, or you're thinking about perhaps moving, or you're thinking about switching jobs, or, or whatever it is, you, you, you're thinking, if there's a door open, it must be God. I've got news for you, because I used to work in a hotel, I used to work on the door, I used to carry suitcases in a five-star hotel, actually, not just an ordinary hotel, but we had the President of the United States stay there, and uh, famous singers like the late uh, John Denver, and um, other people, celebrities. It was an A-lister kind of a hotel, five stars, now the Marriott in San Diego. And I would open doors for people. And I would carry suitcases for people. That was my job. But whenever I see a door opened, when it comes to something that I'm really looking for, I get a little bit suspicious because I know that the devil is a great door opener. He'll open you a door. Come on. <laughs> Man, this is easy. It must be God. But I found this, that if God wants you to do something, you get that word from God to start off with. And if the door ain't open, baby, kick it down. The God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. This is not a passive word, peace. In case you're not catching it, Peace is a warfare word. Peace is something that you have to fight for. Peace isn't something that just gives up its fruit without a fight. Peace is something that you have to walk in with battle boots on. In fact, in Ephesians, when Paul goes into the description of the armor of God, he says this, having your, having your 
feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The boots that, that, that you are wearing are battle boots. They're not little thongs. It's not stocking time. It's time to get some serious boots on, some boot-kicking boots that you can kick some doors down with in your life to establish peace in your life. The God kind of peace doesn't come without a fight. It usually comes when you get a word from God and you know God wants me to go that direction, but there's no door open in that direction, so I'm going to get the battle boots of peace, the door kicking, the wall kicking uh, boots of peace on, and I'm going to kick that door down if I have to, but I'm going through because the God of peace will crush Satan under my feet. Now, if I thought about pieces of fruit, which we are, we're looking at pieces of fruit, you're thinking, how does this uh, aggressive warfare kind of peace, what has it got to do with fruit? <laughs> Fruit of the Spirit. But I think of the fruit of the Spirit when it comes to peace, and I see grapes. Uh, I, I see grapes as thoughts, actually. And the only way for those grapes to turn into wine, and that's what God wants. He wants you to be poured out like a beautiful wine. But that wine, those, those grapes have to be crushed. Every single grape has to, has to be crushed. Every single grape has to surrender. Every single grape has to sacrifice its life, if you will, so that wine can be poured out. Paul said this at the end of his life. He says, I've been poured out like a drink offering. He, he, he said, God just opened the bottle and poured me. I've given every last drop of my life to spread the good news of the gospel of peace. Peace is like the grapes that need to be crushed. And every, every grape, we're going to get into this in a moment, uh, every grape represents something. And what we're going to look at is that something this morning. So peace isn't the absence of problems. That ain't going to happen. Peace is the presence of a person. So he wasn't talking about freedom from something. He's talking about the presence of someone. We have peace with God so that we can have the peace of God. Now, Romans chapter 5, listen to this. Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.20, these are great scriptures. Colossians 1.20, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things uh, in, in, he in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. The reason God makes peace with us is so that he can then give us his peace. Ephesians 2.14, this one's great. Ephesians 2.14, for he himself is our peace. He, he didn't just give you peace as in a feeling of euphoria. He gives you himself. He himself is your peace, who has made two groups, one and destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. In other words, there's nothing dividing him from you except one thing, 
And that's what the grapes represent and what we're going to get into in, in this morning's message. John 14, I want to I give you this one as well. I'm going to teach, preach a little bit this morning because the Word of God is so important. It's so important that you understand this is not my idea as a preacher. I have to surrender to what God's ideas are. His ideas are in His Word. They're very, very clear. So it's very important for you to look these up, memorize them if you can, but establish this in your thinking. John 14, 27, Jesus says this. He says, peace I leave with you. Wow. My peace I give you. Not, I don't give you as the world gives. It's going to be wars. There's going to be trouble. It's not going to stop. That's, this isn't the kind of peace that I'm going to give you. Some tranquil feeling, some open door so you can go waltzing through it in and, and life and everything's going to be perfect. No. My peace I give to you, I don't give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. If there was ever a spirit of this age, it would have to be fear, torment of the mind, uneasy souls, sleepless nights. And I, and I know, like, look, I live in this world same as you do. Don't think, oh, Pastor Ed, trouble must just pass you by. It just must be so bliss being a pastor. Now you got no idea. And before I was Pastor Ed, I, I was... Accountant Ed and painter Ed in one season, limousine driver Ed and uh, suitcase carrier Ed and, and washing dishes Ed and unemployed Ed. And, you know, I was Ed and lots and lots of titles that you could put on that, lots of job descriptions as I fought my way to get to where I am today. And now I'm still fighting, as Paul said to Timothy. Timothy, you've got to fight. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life. There's actually a fight or a battle that goes on in this world. And again, to establish things, the hope, the promises, your promised land, you've got to have some good boots on there. You've got to have boots for traction to walk through this life, to keep on marching, sometimes uphill, sometimes through mud, sometimes through rain, sometimes through slippery conditions. You've got to have some boots on sometimes to just take your, 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 your feet and your boots like a kangaroo and just kick something. It's not going to be clear, clear way, clear path, everything's sailing. But Jesus said this, he says, my peace I give unto you. Have you ever thought about the peace of God? Because the Bible says that the peace of God surpasses all understanding. Think about the peace of Jesus. He says, I am your peace. I give you my peace. Now, if I said to you, I'm going to give you my watch, you know I've got whatever watch that Pastor Ed's got on, and this watch here was a gift from a very dear uh, former member of our church who moved over to Perth. Paul Schultz gave me this as a gift, and so I'm wearing it today very proudly because Paul uh, has good taste. It's not a cheap watch. He didn't get this watch at a flea market somewhere or in Bali. He, uh, you know, he paid good money for it. I know. I checked it out. I thought, I wonder, if, I wonder how much that watch is worth. So, you know, I went to a person that's a watch person. They go, that's a, that's a really nice watch that he gave you. And I'm like, great, because I wouldn't wear it if it wasn't. So, <laughs> and, uh, 
But if I say to you, uh, a watch I want to give to you, my watch I want to give to you, you'd look at it and you'd go, okay, I like it, or I don't like it. Don't, don't bother giving it. But if you're a woman, per, perhaps. But uh, if I say, <laughs> my watch I give unto you, you can see the watch. You can say, let me have a look at it. Let me examine it. Let me, let me get some, a jeweler to value it. Jesus says, my peace. Not just the peace of this world. Not the absence of problems. Not what some rock star sings about. Not just a peace, peace, brother. But my peace. Think about the peace of Jesus for a moment. They're in the middle of a storm. The disciples who are fishermen are about to die. He's in the boat sleeping. Water's filling the boat. He's got a pillow. He's back there sound asleep. Sleeping like a little baby in a pram. Rockabye Jesus. He's not thinking about the storm or about dying. He said to his disciples, go to the other side, guys. Okay. Everything's good when the conditions are favorable. We'll come, we'll sing about how good God is and how good Jesus is and the wind's blowing just the right way. And, oh, isn't this beautiful? Great day for sailing. Why don't we throw a line and see if we can catch some fish along the way? But the storm comes up. It starts to rock the boat. Has your boat ever been rocked? Have you ever been rocked in life? Have you ever had situations, I mean, really rock you? You're sailing smooth one day, but all of a sudden the next day, it might just be at the drop of a hat through the word of a doctor or something in the news or, or whatever, whatever. And, and all of a sudden, that beautiful sea turns into a kaleidoscope of waves frothing and blowing. Your boat gets rocked. What about the peace of Jesus? He's still sleeping in the middle of it all. That's the peace that he says, I give to you. Not the peace before the storm when it's calm, but the peace in the storm. I give you my peace. You can examine it through scriptures. You can look at the kind of peace that he's talking about. You can look at the watch before you receive it, but you need to examine it and see if that is what you want. If you're looking for something in the middle of situations, in the middle of the situation you're going through right now that will still the storm and give you a great night's sleep without taking sleeping pills, then you want the peace of God, which surpasses. I don't know if you've been passed by a fast car, but we were in the auto, on the Autobahn once in Germany. No, there's no speed limit. And we were in a van. My cousin um, was a colonel in the Army in charge of a military base there. <laughs> and we were late for, uh, to catch our flight out of Frankfurt. And I'm thinking, man, can you step on it? We're on the Autobahn, but his car wasn't that fast. It was a van. And we were going 100-something kilometers an hour. I forget whatever it was. It was fast, and the van's kind of, you know, thinking, oh, this thing, can it go any faster? It's going to fall apart. And all of a sudden, what was that? Mercedes. 
Porsche, BMW. <laughs> like we were standing still. It's a good thing. You got to stay in your lane. Because if you don't, you get rear-ended by a fast car. Well, that's what I think about surpassing. The, the peace which transcends or surpasses your understanding. Now we get into something and we're going to look at what the grapes represent, I believe. The fruit of peace. That something is your thought life. You have to establish peace in your thinking. Because those thoughts are like grapes. And those grapes, those what-if grapes, oh, they're big and they're juicy, but they've got to be turned into wine. And the God of peace wants to crush those grapes. He wants to crush those negative thoughts. He wants to crush those worry thoughts, those, those what-if, those, those troubling thoughts. He wants to crush every single grape under your feet. The God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. Now, Satan has no power. He's intangible. You can't see him. He's like the invisible man, if you've ever seen that movie. It's like, person's there. It's like, oh, bam, what was that? They get hit in the face. Where'd they come from? Well, it was the invisible man. He punched you. Where is he? I don't know. I can't see him. Bam, bam. You get hit again. Where'd that come from? The invisible man. People laugh. Oh, you don't believe in the devil, really? <laughs> Why? Because you can't see him. Oh, but he's there. And his only power is deception. His number one weapon is to get you to believe he doesn't exist. If you believe he doesn't exist, he's got you. Right there. Oh, you'd be fighting shadows. Well, shadows never killed anybody yet that I know of. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because the shadow is not going to kill me walking through the valley. But there is a valley, and, and the way that he gets you to, to, to die is he gets you to kill yourself. How does he do that? He feeds you thoughts. He turns a pain into a thought. Maybe it's cancer. He turns the news, if you feed on the news all the time, watching one news report after another. If you don't get the local news, go to CNN. If that's not enough, go to Fox News. Go over, you know, news, 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 news. And those thoughts start to come in. And they're like grapes, just grapes. But every one of them needs to be crushed into wine to understand that the peace that God is offering you is his peace, his person. So that you can have the beautiful wine where God wants in your life. I like, uh, I don't drink wine, but have had a drop or two in my past. But one of the things about it is it leaves you kind of giddy, bubbly, kind of carefree. <laughs> yeah, let's have another glass of that. Yeah, Worry, what's worry? <laughs> Until it wears off. It's like, whoa. And I think about the wine of God. There's no hangover with it. Woo. <laughs> I think about the wine, the wine of God. When those, when those thoughts get crushed, and this 
absolutely flows from love and joy. When you know God loves you, you get joyful in God's presence is fullness of joy. Now all of a sudden peace starts to flow when you crush these thoughts coming at you. All of a sudden it's like, I know where that thought's coming from and it's not from God. So I'm going to crush that thought. It's going to be turned into wine. I'm going to get a little bit bubbly in life. I'm going to get a little bit of joy in life. I'm going to see that God loves me so much that if God be for me, Who can be against me? So this works through our thought life. My peace, I give unto you. Peace is an inside job. Your fight is to think right about what Jesus made right. You went to the cross to make right what wasn't right, which is you. The battleground for peace is between your ears. It's your mind. Listen to this, Isaiah 26, verse 3. You will keep, talking about God, you will keep in perfect peace, that's the peace of God, those whose what? Minds are steadfast. How? Because they trust in you. I don't know about the what-if thought the devil's trying to give me about the economy or about Uh, my, my health or about relationships or, you know, whatever, 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 but I'm trusting you, God. There were times in my life where I had to stop and go, okay, if the worst case scenario happens and I die, I step out of this world, which I'm going to do anyway, and so are you. That's a news flash. You're not going to live in that body forever, and some of you are going, thank God. (laughs) But you're going to step out of that into something called eternity. You're going to go up or down or wherever, but you're not going to stay where you're at. There is a terminal disease that every single one of us has. Terminal disease. It's not if, it's when. Something's going to take you out. And there are times where I had to just stop and go, God, I trust you. So if it happens, like Job, if it doesn't happen, I'm going to trust you anyway. I'm going to heaven. So I'm going to celebrate. So heal me or don't heal me, whatever. I'm celebrating the fact that I have eternal life, that my life was not my original idea. I didn't bring me into this world. And God, if you want me to go out, then I'm going to go out into the streets of of gold and pearly gates and everything else that's represented there. What have I got to lose? I'm not going to lose my sleep by worrying about any of it. So get right with God. Trust God. And he will keep you in perfect peace. Guard your heart. Philippians uh, 4, verse 7. And the peace of God. Still talking about the peace of Jesus. Which transcends. This is the one I quoted. Transcends all understanding. All understanding. Every what, if, every thought. Will guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus. So peace comes through right thinking. I think about the children of Israel. And Moses says, okay, go go into the wilderness, go into Canaan. I want you to go in there, spy out the land. 
I'm going to pick uh, one, one man from every tribe. You're going to go in, see what the land is, see if it's got fruit, see how big the inhabitants are, how many of the inhabitants there are. And most of you know the story. It's in uh, Numbers 13. In fact, we'll just go there, and then we're about to close. Number 13. Oh, my goodness. Numbers 13.30, we'll read to 33. It says, Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses. This is after they go and they spy out the, the land, the promises of God. Many of you have such, such a big promise that God has given you some things, and, but you're not resting in it with peace. You're wrestling with all the what ifs. It's a promised land. You've got a Canaan. You've got a land flowing with milk and honey. God wants you to have peace and cross over. So then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, and this is the Caleb spirit. This is what, this is what God wants you to make a decision on to get peace. Caleb says, we should go up, not down, and take possession of the land. Ha! Huh. For we can certainly do it. Even got to have a little inflection. Your voice has to rise or something when you say that. We can certainly do it. <laughs> we can do it. That's what God, God says. You can, you can do all things. Not by yourself, however. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can kick those things down. Let the God of peace crush Satan under your feet. Let the God of peace take every thought into captivity and crush that thought and get the wine out of it. You can do it, Caleb says. Verse 31, But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. Your church will never have revival. You're never going to win against that world out there. You're never going to have a good investment to retire with because the interest rates are going up. You're never going to have good health. You're never going to have children. You're never going to get married. You're never, you're never, you're never. The men have gone up and said, we can't. We can't attack. Those people are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. You're exploring things in your mind's eye all the time. So what's coming back? We can do it! Nah, not you. You're a loser. Everybody in your genealogy is a loser, and you're just going to follow suit. That's you. No hope. Loser! If you buy into that dream, then you're not following God. It's got some, God's got something so great, so amazing. But you got to decide, am I going to crush that grape under, under my feet through the power of God? Or am I going to just embrace that thing? The fruit of the Spirit it's big, juicy grapes turned into wine. It's peace. We can't attack. The people are stronger than we are. Verse 32, and they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. And they said, the land we explored devours 
those living in it. Oh, don't, don't you invest in any. Don't you, don't you step out. Don't you share the faith. Don't you talk to the neighbor. Don't, don't, don't you. All the people saw, who saw there, are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak, come from the Nephilim. They're giants. And here's the final treatise on their thinking, which is swallowed up the thinking of so many people that would say they're believers, they're Christ followers, they're Christians. They go to church. We seem like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we looked the same to them. You cannot face the problems in this life until you face firstly who you are in God's eyes. And then you can, then you can embrace those and kick those and kill those thoughts that are trying to rob you of your destiny. But until you see you the way God sees you, until you believe the good report, then you're not, you're not capable of facing anything that's going to turn the situation around. The battleground is the mind. The battleground of peace. The, the war is fought and won in your thinking. So I'd like our music team to come up, thanks. But my question to you this morning is this. Will you, will you renew your mind to the thoughts of God? Would you dare to get into your work, to the Bible enough to get your mind renewed and get your thought life out of stinking thinking, out of the news reports, and out of 12, 11 spies, or 10 spies rather, that went in and gave a bad report? Would you, would you be like Joshua and Caleb? What they saw, what they came back with, did they see giants? They saw the same giants. Did they see a battle? Yeah, they saw a battle. But what was their report? And what is your report and your thinking? That's where, that's where peace is, is fought and won. Well, the fruit of the Spirit of God. Remember, this peace is from the Spirit of God. This is the peace of God. This is the peace that Jesus wants to give you. The fruit of the most powerful being ever that flows from the throne of heaven. He wants to flow into your thought life so that your thinking will line up with his thinking. And when you think thoughts like God thinks thoughts, you have God's peace and capability to do what God wants you to do. So if there's thoughts in your head right now and they're saying, well, you're going to fail, you're a failure, the negative things that are going on in your life are going to swallow you up. You might as well just not even crawl out of bed in the morning, just get in a fetal position and hope that the day's going to go away. And, 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 and embrace and surround yourself in escapism. Just watch endless hours of somebody else's life on television, television. Get out of it with some kind of a other escape mechanism. Why not choose this morning? I'm going to face my fears with my faith. I'm going to take every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I'm going to renew my mind in the Word of God.
So I got God's thoughts flowing through me. I'm going to take every grape of the enemy, every thought that's contrary to the Word of God, and I'm going to crush that under my feet through the power of God and turn that into wine so that joy flows through my life. This morning, I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to make a decision to follow Christ even into the peace of Christ. I'm going to see this morning that peace is a person. And I have that person in my life. If you want to embrace Jesus and you haven't embraced him, but you want to make the person your peace this morning, then I'd like to pray this simple prayer. And then we're going to have a, a, t- a crushing time. We're going to take some action this morning. We're going to pray power heaven into your life, whether you're watching online or not. But there's a presence of God, a sweet presence of God in this room. I believe that God is going to start something. In fact, already has. We're going to have a presence of God peace this morning. It's just going to take and wash away understanding that's contrary to what God wants to establish in you so that you will be a person that can spy out the promises in the Canaan of your life, the land flowing with milk and honey, and not come back with a bad report, but come back with something on the inside of you that says, with God, I can do all things. I can, with God, nothing, nothing, with God, nothing is impossible with God. If you want that, it starts with a decision to ask the person of God, God's Son, Jesus, to come into your heart. I can't explain that to you. All I know is you ask him to come in, he, he comes in. Most of you know what I'm talking about. When, when Jesus comes into your heart as only he can, then you have available to you peace which surpasses understanding. Joy, which surpasses happiness. Love, which goes way beyond I'll scratch your back if you scratch mine with conditions. Love and joy and peace. Six other fruits that we haven't talked about will start to flow through your life starting with this decision. So I'd like us all to stand. Thank you. And then uh, we're going to pray this prayer. And this space between the edge of this platform and the first row of chairs is an altar. In other words, the place where you can come and, and, and have serious business with God. So I'm going to invite you in a moment. If you've got some things keeping you up at night, perhaps some things that are worrying and troubling you, maybe you need a a miracle from God. Maybe it's just a fresh touch from God. We're going to to sing that song, I Surrender. And I, I want you to surrender, seriously surrender your very self. Put yourself in God's hands. 
and let the wine, the new wine, flow into your life. So pray this with me. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. Thank you for saving me, for coming into my heart and being the Lord of my life. Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you for listening to the City Church Podcast. If you enjoyed this message or God worked through you in any way, then please take a moment to contact us through our website at city-church.net or email us your feedback at info at city-church.net.